to Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be. So today I'm going to talk about programming and the sort of programming that you received as a child. And it's, it's a strange word, but bear with me and let me just go through this. Can you think of some of the things that the adults around you said, either to you or about you when you were a child? Did they have strong beliefs around some things? You probably don't see these things as programming, but that is what they are. Now, they're, they're not all bad. Some of the things you heard when you were a child will be good and still serve you now. However, many won't. Many were said innocently, but some of us would have taken those words to heart in the wrong way, or perhaps the right way at the time. But we have held on to those words, those rules, those expectations our whole lives. You don't have to look far to see and understand how social settings and different family groups influence children differently. Sitting at the table for dinner or sitting in front of the TV with a meal on a tray are different rules or expectations or beliefs. Food choices is another one. Healthy, balanced meals or something packaged straight from the freezer to the microwave. Swearing is another. Who, what is permitted and what is not. I've had five-year-olds with such foul language that has made me cringe. They've learnt this from somewhere, and for them to be using such language in the correct context, it has to be being a, a regular occurrence. How we dress, how neat we are, how we wear our hair, these are rules which turn into beliefs. And they all come from our upbringing, the expectations around us, the programming we've received. How we speak is another. I was particularly firm on my own children on how they use the English language and I corrected them when they used words incorrectly, like many and much or less or fewer. They laugh about it now, but at least they use the words how they should be used. All routines, even the little ones, create beliefs, whether it's showering before bed or in the morning or both, baths each day or just at weekends or not at all. All of these little things really create who we become. Children for survival need to belong to someone, to a primary caregiver, to a family. And human babies cannot survive on the, uh, their own, which seems like a really sort of um, obvious statement to make. But it's about how our minds and our bodies work and how we need to connect to somebody. Children will therefore do all they can to belong, to feel needed or wanted, and get some attention. There are four key roles a child will take in the family unit. They sometimes will change between one or the other over time, or they will choose one and stick to it. And if there are several children in the family, they will usually take one of the, the roles each. So you'll see each child acting a different one out. Children who are in a secure attachment do not need to take on one of these roles to feel they belong, but there is seldom a parent who gets everything right. So there will be some insecurity somewhere. So the four roles are, well, the first one is a carer. That child wants to please, to help others, and they put others' needs before their own. These tend to grow up and work in the caring profession. Their idea is that if they are super good and please the others around them, then they'll be valued. Then there's the achiever. They understand that attention and praise comes from comes towards them 
when they get good grades in school or they win a race or they get picked for the school choir or whatever it may be. These tend to grow up with a never-ending need to succeed and will continue to strive for awards and certificates but will never feel good enough as there is always another challenge ahead. The third type of child is, is the sickly child. These children learn that they get attention when they are sick. They therefore ensure that they are sick whenever they feel alone or not worthy. They seek love and get what they perceive to be love when someone is looking after them. Focusing on sickness in this way will actually make them sick in the long run. They will never be able to function in society as they will succumb to every illness possible. It becomes their identity and they talk themselves into ill health. And then the fourth type is a disruptor. When all else fails, cause trouble. It gets attention and lots of it. And it's really easy to see where this child will end up with the belief that they are only worthy of attention when they are disruptive or violent or doing something they shouldn't be doing. So which one were you? And are you still that person now? Is that persona serving you in all areas of your life? I suspect not. The same beliefs, rules and expectations or lack of them can be passed from generation to generation if we don't break the chain. Are you ready to break the chain? What was it you heard as a child about you? Were you sickly? Were you shy? Were you clever, bright or perhaps not so? What meaning did you put on that, on those comments? We all put different meaning on events. Take a child, a bit like my grandson, who is a climber. He likes exploring and climbs without fear, just like his dad, my son, at that age. It would be natural in those circumstances to tell a child to be careful, which I did many times to both him and my two daughters. One is older and one is younger than my son. He's sandwiched between the two of them. My son, my son, he actually took no notice of my words and over the years broke several bones and had several accidents, none of which luckily caused any lasting damage. His big sister, on the other hand, heeded my words and stopped taking so many risks. I was pretty pleased with that at the time, but perhaps in hindsight, my words limited her. We can never be sure. When we say things like be careful to a child, they may feel thankful that you care. They may also interpret that as you don't think they can do it. Praising a child only when they achieve something is another common one, but this can lead them to become the achiever, like I spoke about earlier, where they only value themselves if they are constantly achieving. So once again, let me ask you, what rules did you take on as a child based on what was said about you? or what was commonplace in your family, or based on expectations of you. These are all programming. It rules you've got deep inside your unconscious mind, and that plays out in how you behave, and what action you do or don't take. Listen carefully to the statements you say to yourself to justify your actions or inactions. What do you struggle with? What isn't working out for you? Where do you feel stuck? This is where you will find your limiting beliefs, your unconscious programming. When you identify what those are, change them, release them or swap them, life can get so much better. And this is particularly important with anxiety, because if we take anxiety as an identity, if we take anxiety as something that is just part of our life and it becomes who we are rather than just something that we act out, 
and will never change. What is it you believe about anxiety? The anxiety that you're experiencing? Is it part of you? Or is it something you can change or release or swap for something more appropriate? Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.